we have been talking largely on living the way. On the past month or so, we have spoken about the Holy Spirit, whom we cannot do without as Christians. Just maybe to remind somebody that as a child of God, you are not led by your feelings or your circumstances or even your thoughts or your emotions or your other things, but you are always led by the Spirit of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So in the kingdom of God, we have a guide, we have a leader. His name is the Holy Spirit. And our duty is to submit to him so he can lead us and show us many things. But one thing that he shows us greatly is Jesus. He reveals Jesus to us. Because your duty is to know Jesus. And your duty is to be like Jesus. And this morning, even as we talk about being community, the idea is that we conform to the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think God, the Bible is clear that God has predestinated us to conform to the likeness of his son, Jesus Christ. Before God, because we have been washed by the blood of Jesus and the like, we look like Christ. And whenever in the spirit world they see you, they see Jesus. And so God's idea and God's desire is for you to look like Jesus, to be like Jesus, think like Jesus, walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, love like Jesus, touch like Jesus, feel like Jesus, think like him because you already have the mind of Christ in you. Hallelujah. So you're sitting next to somebody who looks like Jesus according to God. And you are that person this morning. So we're talking about being community this week and our topic, living the way. I am just going to make an introduction to the whole long series that is coming your way. And I want to praise God for that. I'm just going to lay a foundation which is already there in Christ Jesus, because we'll be talking about being community for quite some time, because the idea is to help us as believers to understand that we are a community, one community. I think we need all of us to start with this understanding that we are a community within a community. We are a community of believers in a community of the world. And so these are two different communities. So I am focusing on us as a community of believers. We are a community of faith. We are a household of faith. We are a kingdom of faith. We are a people of faith. We are a family of faith. We are one entity, as many as we look. Even as you read Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, let me just read it here. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Your first duty as a believer, well, is towards God, number one. 
And your second first duty in the world as a believer is towards your fellow Christian. It's pointless, let me put it this way, to go and love the people in the world outside the church, not King City only, but outside the body of Christ, I'll show you, without loving your brethren. Charity begins at home. That's a very spiritual saying. The expectation of the kingdom of God is that you and me here are so knit together, are so one, and we have a responsibility towards one another here before we go that way. You hear, you hear with me this morning. We are a community within a community. We are a community of faith. We are a community of love. If you read your Bible, particularly the New Testament, over 58 times the Bible talks about what you need to do one to another as believers. We call that one another ministry. Love one another. Be kind one to another. Give one to another. Carry one another's burdens. So many times the Bible encourages believers to focus on one another and help one another. So we are a community that is so based on helping one another, lifting up one another, doing things for one another. And when we do that, we begin to walk not only in Christ, but we begin to manifest Christ himself because he is there for all of us. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to take you through a few things this morning so that you can fully understand our being community because it is key. We need also to understand that our power as Christians, congratulations, it comes by the Spirit of the Lord upon us and in us and with us. Congratulations. But our power as Christians, is in our understanding of our being community. When we walk and work and function as one, as a big community, as a big nation of God, there is no stopping us. We become too powerful for the community of the world. We become too powerful for the world when you and me are working and walking together as one because that is who we are. So we are going to first of all look at this from a human body point of view because the Bible uses this analog of the human body to show us who we are. That's why we are called the body of Christ. And he is the head, and we are the body. So let us read briefly 1 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 12 to 28. It's quite a long scripture, but it's an important scripture. I will just read through. Right. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. Hope you understand this. This is a human body. It has many members, but it is one unity. 
It's one entity. It's one thing. So are we in Christ Jesus as his body. Many of us, but one thing, one unity, one entity, one community, one thing. Please bear this in mind. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink one spirit. All of us, many as we are, we have one spirit and we have been baptized in one spirit, which is the spirit of God. Let's move on. For the body does not consist of one member but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a party of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a party of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose or chose. If all were a single member, where would be the body? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty. Are we done? Okay. Which our more presentable parts do not require, but God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, seconds, prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administration, and various kinds of tongues. Let's go back to verse number 27. And now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. I want us to understand our being community. That in our being community, the Bible calls us the body. And we are the body of Christ. And the Bible says because we are the body of Christ individually, we are members of that body. I want you to look at me precisely. And look at my body. <laughs> this is the body of Christ according to the scriptures that we are talking about. And uh, you are every party of this body. Knit together. Individual. You see, your fingers are five. They are not the same. 
but they are fingers, isn't it? And they perform different duties. And you take off one, the hand is not complete anymore. Not only the hand, but the whole body is no longer complete because the body is complete when you have got ten fingers. And the body functions normally, naturally, when you have got ten fingers. Minus one finger, no matter how strong your body looks, it is not complete. The same applies with the body of Christ. You and me, we need each other. Without you, the body is not functioning well. Without you taking up your full position in this body, this body is not functioning well. We are all individual members of the body and we are all equal and we are all important. That is our community. In our community as believers, no one is less important. No one is more important than the other because we are different individuals doing different tasks that give glory to the body. In everything you do, wherever you are, you are working for the good of the body. If you have got the understanding that you don't belong to yourself, but you belong to me, to him, to her, and that one, you begin to walk in a mature way of faith that will uplift the person next to you. Because you are not yours. You are ours. We belong one to another, all of us, as members of this one body. So we belong to one another. We are interconnected and dependent on each other. Listen, it's not of the Spirit of God to say, I don't care about this one and that one and that one. I don't need them in my life. That is a lie. You care about the person next to you. You care about every believer in the church of Jesus Christ. You need them. Because we must be presented before Christ as a whole body. You with me this morning? The human body is a synthesis of many parts, all working together in a comprehensive whole. What affects one part of the body affects the whole. Hit this nail here, this small nail from this small finger. The whole body is feeling pains. Don't you think so? Yeah? That's the concept of the body. If my sister here is not well, the whole body is not well. That is if we walk in love according to the science or the spiritual science of the body of Christ. If you are unwell, the whole body is unwell. That's why we are called towards one another as the body of Christ. Each body part contributes to the welfare of the entire body. You contributing to the welfare of this body. You are very important. Talk to your neighbor and say you are very important to this body. Very important. It's not only the pastors, the evangelists, the prophets, the bishops, the apostles, and all these other people that we highlight who are important in the body of Christ. No, every member, 
those little people there in the children's church are very important in the body of Christ. As important as you are. This is the same way we are connected as members of the body of Christ, as members of this community. The human body is a community of various parts serving the same purpose in unity and diversity. So are we as Christians, very diverse. Diverse gifts, diverse this and that. We are different in the way we appear physically or whatever and the like, but we are one and we belong one to another. And that's what makes the beauty of the body of Christ. He is the head of a very diverse body, knit together by the Spirit of God and by our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the word body, let me just explain, a brief, I mean briefly here. The word body in Greek, I didn't put it up there, means soma, S-O-M-A. Those who watch football, who were watching football long ago, there was a football player in Zimbabwe called, I mean, soma period. I think this is the word, soma, uh, which is related to the word sozo in Greek. Sozo, meaning to heal, to preserve, and to be made whole. So when we are talking about the body of Christ in Greek, we are talking about our being together to heal, to preserve, and to be whole. We are whole. One whole. Mathematics. Eh? One whole. Zero to ten. One whole. That's who we are. It's not holy, but whole. We are a whole thing as one in Christ Jesus. And guess what? When we function in this wholeness, we bring healing one to another. We bring preservation one to another. You cannot enjoy this kind of preservation if you pull yourself from the body. But the more you stay connected to the body and functioning in the manner you ought to function for the body, you are preserved. And you heal yourself because the body heals itself. The human body is a wonderful machine that would heal itself, preserve itself, do many things for itself. That's who we are as the body of Christ. Because we don't belong to any level of this world. We are a supernatural body with so much power. Hallelujah. Romans 14 verse 7 would tell us that for none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself. My brothers and my sisters, as a community of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are not living for ourselves individually. We are living for one another. That's why even your sin as a Christian affects the body of Christ. Your joy affects the body of Christ. It is selfishness for anyone who is a Christian who goes out and commits a lot of acts of lawlessness and they say it is my life. That is selfishness. Because when you do that, you are affecting the whole body of Christ. How many times have you heard people criticize the church of Jesus Christ because one person 
maybe who is a pastor, yeah, has done APCT, and the media is on them, and they begin to say, look at what the church is like. As if they really understand that we are one body, that if one of us goes astray, that's why the Bible says, bring them back, you who are more spiritual. You don't cast them out into the wolves. You bring them in and close them down and bandage their wounds as you would bandage your finger and bring healing to them, spiritually and otherwise. What therefore gives us or leaves us so powerful is our ability to protect one another, is our ability to hide one another, is our ability to accommodate each other with our weaknesses and hide the person until they are reformed. We, we don't just open them up for anyone to come and attack. Maybe we are the only body that does that, but that is not what God expects of us. The expectation is we will confess our sins one to another as the body of Christ and bring healing one to another. You are with me this morning. Maturity comes when we understand that we are one community, one nation, one people, one kingdom, and we are with one God, we are with one faith, we are with one spirit, and one mediator between God and man, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. Our power comes when we understand that we are one. King City or whatever other church, as long as they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are the same body. We are one spirit, one mind. When we understand this, we cannot be stopped. Our power is in our unity. In unity, signs and wonders follow us wherever we go. Maybe the question this morning I want to ask and then answer. Can you imagine? I ask myself a question and answer it myself. The question is, why are we connected as a body? Why are we connected as a body? Number one, that is what I will talk about precisely today. We are connected to grow together. Just like your physical body, your parts are growing together. In this spiritual body, we might be of different ages, eh? young babies, teens, youth, young adults, kulus like me, elder people and the like. But guess what? We keep growing. Physically, you might not be growing, but because you are a spiritual body and a spiritual entity, you are still growing until you transition from this world into a new world. You never stop growing. So as the body of Christ, we are connected spiritually so we can grow together spiritually. There is nothing in the body of Christ or in the word of God or in the kingdom of God where you say you have grown enough. You no longer need to grow spiritually. That is dangerous. 
you will grow until we bid you farewell. You keep growing. So in this connection, it's such that we will grow together. Philippians chapter 3. How do we grow then together? Philippians chapter 3 verse number 17. The Bible says, brothers, join in imitating me. And they keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Let me read from my NIV Bible. Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. How do we grow together, connected one to another? We grow in this manner by being examples to one another. Your role as a Christian is to be an example to the person next to you. Is to be an example to the other person. Christians or people in the body of Christ grow by imitating others around them. And Paul here is writing to believers at the church in Philip, and he says to them, join with others. Fellowship with others in following my example. You know, Paul, wherever he went, he set an example, a standard for believers. He was a very bold man who would say to people, look at me. Do as I do. Do what I'm doing because I imitate Christ. I copy Jesus Christ. When you copy me, you are copying Jesus. He became an example to many believers. And that is who you ought to be yourself in this community. An example for others. Can others see Jesus in you? Not hear Jesus, but see Jesus in you. Because many of us are good in talking, but very bad in manifesting what we talk about or in living what we talk about. So if you are going to be a good example, you are not a good example by words, but a good example by deeds. This is what Paul is talking about here. Can you be an example to other people? We grow by being examples to each other. The truth is we are, we are apart from, we, apart from praying and reading the word, we need people to help us to grow. You can, congratulations, let me put it this way. You can read the Bible by yourself. That is good. That's what you ought to do. You can pray by yourself is good. You can do whatever you are doing by yourself is good, but for you in order to experience good, sustainable growth spiritually, you need other believers. You need people. That's why God brought us together as a community so we can help each other to grow in the things of the Lord. So you need others. So what does this mean? Maybe it means that in the church, here at King City, if I could zero it down, we need people who can rise up to be examples to other people. 
It means we need people to connect to people. So people can learn, so people can grow. Maturity comes when you walk with the mature. Faith comes when you walk with those with a faith maybe higher than yours. Wisdom is learned by walking with the wise. Foolishness is learned by walking with the foolish. In this life, almost everything you acquire, everything you learn and become, you get from others that you associate with. It's a life of impartation. We impart things one to another. So we are connected so we can impact one to another that which is of the Spirit of God. Because how I minister or how I talk or how the Spirit of God talks to me is different from how he hears from God. So when you walk with such, you will hear from this angle and hear from that angle. It brings maturity and balance in your life. And that is called growth. We are a community so we can help one another grow. We are not a community so we can judge one another, so we can critique one another, so we can hate one another, so we can pull one another down. We are not a competition community as a church. We are a complementing community as a church. We exist to complement each other, to build one another up. We are responsible for one another. When one member fails, it is not a cause for celebration. Heaven is certain, so shall we be. That's why we ought to go back out there and look for the members of this community who haven't been here. Where are they? How are they? What are they doing? And how are they doing what they are doing? And doing it with who? And are they still walking in the same path? Are you with me this morning? It's a different thing to say to ourselves, we are king city, and yet, we are not taking care of one another, the members of this family. Any family, your nucleus family, your small family, if you are not taking care of each other, you are not a family, but some social club somewhere. Families take care of each other. Families will go out of their way for each other. We go out of our way for one another here as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Am I communicating anything this morning? And you are hearing me. Praise God for that. I have right about 10 or 11 minutes to sit down. Christ-like character is built through relationships, beloved. Your relationships matter. You see, God has already created a platform for us to create meaningful relationships. If you do not, let me put it this way, if you are unable to relate here as this big family, I guess it is hard to relate outside there. 
And when you are relating well outside there and you are not relating well here, it could be what the Bible calls hypocrisy. Because all begins here, ladies and gentlemen. Your power is here. Your character is built here. Your nature is built up here. You take from here into the world, not from the world into this place. Here we are a people who are not only relating to one another, but who are knit together by one spirit because we are one, the body of Christ. That is why it is so important to be careful on who you associate with. That is why it is so important for us believers to live exemplary lives everywhere we are. We are not Christians by coming to church. We are not Christians here on Sunday only. We are Christians in the workplace. We are Christians by the bus stop. We are Christians by the shops. We are Christians at school. We Christians in our farms or gardens. We Christians everywhere. You lead by example. You are an example here. You are an example out there. So that people can see the Jesus in you. I always tell people that one thing that made me come to the Lord Jesus was just one young man who was a teacher at my school that I was heading many years ago. He was completely different from everyone. We were 15 of us. But the young man was different. Totally different from any one of us. Up until this day, I called him into my office and said, young man, tell me, what makes you you? Because you are different from everyone else. And he said to me, ah, Mr. Moyo, do you really want to hear? I said, that's why I called you into my office. I really want to hear. He said, it's Jesus. And I said, I think that's the man I'm looking for. That's the man I've been looking for, Jesus. How do I get him? That's how I got Jesus. He was an example to me, young as he was. He's not a big man, he's a pastor. You can be that example to others. Be that example to your people. Be that example to other students if you are a student. They are going crazy world over, but be an example. Be an example to young people. Be an example to mothers, to fathers, to husbands. That's what we are looking for. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. Paul was a living Bible among believers and the non-believers alike. Every step he took, he wanted to, more, I mean to learn Jesus, to know Jesus more than anyone else. He was an example. He spoke for Jesus. It didn't matter the circumstances. It didn't matter who was against or for Paul. He stood for Jesus. How many of us in this world of debates can arise and speak for Jesus? These days in Zimbabwe, there is a debate that will begin in parliament soon on 12-year-olds given contraceptives. Have you seen that? Yeah? 
12-year-old babies. They've done it already in South Africa and elsewhere. And Zim Parliament is, gonna to be, is going to be debating that. How many of us here can put their voice on that? And say to them, the only contraceptive that will be given to children at church is abstinence. Not those tablets whose mission you don't know. 30 years down the line, if these young people take those contraceptives, do you think they will be able to be fertile and have children? I doubt. Maybe we are going to keep quiet as church and say, ah, it's their things. Maybe we are going to see <laughs> Christians who know their stuff who will stand and say, nonsense is nonsense. Truth is truth. Maybe we are going to see Christians who will say, congratulations, that is what the world is doing. But in the body of Christ, there is one contraceptive that fits all. It is called abstinence. And we speak for it. It's up to us. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 9. Let's read that scripture. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. This is Paul. This man is bold. He's a bold man. He's a man who believes in his Lord and believes in himself that everything he is doing is about Jesus. So much that he would say, if you have learned and received and heard anything or seen anything in me, do it. It is the right thing. Don't hesitate. It is the right thing. These are the kind of people we are looking for. In this generation, role models, people who can model Christ. You don't have to carry any title. You just need to be a child of God. And rise up wherever you are. In your workplace, be a model. Wherever you are. And model the Christ that we are looking for. Because that is what we, we need. As we go on in our teaching, being community, we will be consistently asking and provoking you, can you be a role model where you are in whatever you are doing? Can young people, can elderly people look up to you and say, I see Jesus there? That's what we're looking for. It's not about being up here, but it's being about a child of God, a Christian, a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ who knows that they are on a mission to be like the Lord Jesus Christ and to cause others, to impact others, and to affect others with the same spirit, with the same mind, with the same hope. Are you an example for anyone? Are you telling or showing? Congratulations, tell people about Jesus, but please show people Jesus. I think people are tired of believers who talk, 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 Jesus, 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 but show Satan in the way they live. 
and in the way they interact or interface with their neighbors and everyone else. Show Jesus. Don't just tell. We are desperate for Christian men and women in this church at King City who can show us how to walk by faith. Who can show us how to walk in love. Who can show us how to love our spouses. How to respect our husbands. How to love our wives. Who can show us how to follow Jesus. What is it to follow Jesus? Christianity is built on one foundation, following the Lord Jesus Christ, imitating Jesus, copying Jesus, doing like Jesus. What is it like? We're looking for people who can show us how to relate to our kids or to our parents as kids. In a crazy world like this with so much information that is wrong, how can we separate from wrong information and right information. We, we need people who can help us. People who can help us or show us how to do business with integrity. People who can show us how to handle conflict as Jesus did. Ladies and gentlemen, these days in business, if you are not careful and you are not led by the Spirit, you are bound to do it anyhow. So you can make a quick killing. The things of the world look like they profit now, now. And when you go for profit now, now, you might miss the mark. And the things of the Lord looks like they require some patience, some sacrifice for some period. And then when the profit comes, it is not just for one hour. It is for generations. So it's up to you what you are building. Are you building for the now now or are you building for generations to come? We're looking for men and women who can show us these things and help us to understand so that we are exactly the community that Jesus wants us to be. A chosen generation. First Peter 2 verse 9. A chosen generation. Yeah? A royal priesthood. We, we are a community of royalty. A community of priesthood. Priesthood will always minister one to another. We are a holy nation. A holy nation. Not only by praying, no, but by doing everything in unity, in one mind, in one joy, in one peace, so that our king be glorified. We are a community of his own special people. We are a special people. The way we live confounds the world. The world can't understand how we live. The way we love one another. The way we support and carry one another's burdens. The way we are there for one another really brings the world to its knees. Because they cannot infiltrate us. They cannot use any one of us here to bring the world into the community of Christ. A special community. My last contribution to this this morning is get connected. Get connected to this body. Get connected to this community. Get connected in this community and enjoy the benefits of this community. We are a community. 
We are one body. Learn from one another. Learn from someone. Never look at any believer here and say they are not anointed. That is a lie. They are anointed. You are anointed. You are a child of God. You have the spirit of God. There is something you can teach me. There is something I can learn from you. So all of us here, let's come to this place where we can say we are of one mind. The mind of Christ Jesus. And we move forward as a community of good people. God bless you.